Coming up next on Your Best Bet, we preview the NBA season starting this week. I'm joined by Johnny Strauser, and I was joined by Trent Nielsen as well. Unfortunately, we had some significant technical difficulties with Trent's audio, uh, so I had to uh, do a significant edit on this episode. Um, unfortunately, you'll You'll get some of Trent's picks on uh, our Instagram page for for the season, but I wasn't able to get his audio to uh, make the final edit, unfortunately. So apologies to Trent. Thank you for joining me, Trent, and uh, discussing the NBA season. Uh, we talked a little bit about over-unders, uh, Rookie of the Year MVP, and championship odds. We also discussed uh, kind of teams we like and teams we think got a little worse um, so without further ado, let's get into the NBA preview. Welcome to your best bets. It is the NBA mega preview pod i've been waiting on this one for a while it's only been about two months since we've ended the last nba season and we've already got another one starting and uh i'm really excited to get into uh the breakdown of uh you know finals odds mvp odds win totals and just talking about the league this year and joining me tonight on this podcast is the future gm of the detroit pistons johnny strauser Bill, thanks for having me on. This is uh, always a, a fun start here uh, to the NBA season. I'm looking forward to discussing uh, all that we've uh, we've been waiting for the last couple months for. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to talk about, and, and we got it starting up next week. This whole situation's been really odd, obviously, with COVID delaying the season or suspending the season, and then the bubble starting back up in late July, and then the season ends in October, and then. We had an off-season on steroids, basically, with uh, the draft and free agency in, you know, in a really short time span. And um, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, on kind of how the bubble played out, you know, the outcome with the Lakers winning the title. Um, Johnny, your thoughts and kind of just to review kind of what we saw there. Well, obviously, it was, it was a, a season or, or playoff season unlike any other just because of what was going on there with uh, having to confine the teams just to um, Orlando, Florida there and having the play in and, and whatnot. Um, I, I don't really think the, the the best team ended up winning. And I think under more normal circumstances, you know, I mean, the Lakers certainly had a case, but I think the, you know, the, between the Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks, those teams were throughout the entire season were trending as as probably the the best teams, um, but once you got into the bubble there, um, you know I think uh, I think it was just it, it affected the players um, you know on a personal level. I know there are stories of uh, of um, um, who was it from the from the Clippers there that uh, Paul, Paul George, Paul George. Yeah. Uh, was struggling with the, you know with with being in the bubble there and uh, um, some of the other players and. You know, basically, you know, two of the best players, uh, um, Davis and, and LeBron, there they kind of uh, stood above that and, and 
after a shaky start to the playoffs, um, they really, really turned it on and, and were the best team. So, you know, it is what it is with, with how the season played out because of that was the circumstances of how the, the 2020 season uh, finished. But, you know, it was definitely very unique in that way. And, and um, you know, I think it was good that, that uh, an elite team ended up winning. I, I think um... – I mean, they were fortunate not to have to face the Clippers, and and I know the Clippers kind of showed showed their hand in not being that great of a team um, with their collapse of the Nuggets. Um, they also caught a break and not having to face Giannis in the finals, um, and and really not even having to face a team like the Celtics, who I think could have given them a little bit more difficulty. And the Heat were playing great, and uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, I gained a ton of respect for him in the finals. That guy is, I mean, he's a baller, and he's he's a, he's a real dude. And I I didn't I didn't really see that coming, so that was kind of nice to see. But you know, you could say they got a break along the way, uh, just on on have not having to face maybe the best players, uh, uh, at least along their way to the West Finals and and uh, in the finals itself. So. Um, obviously that was huge for LeBron's legacy, uh, just to get another title, um, you know, closer to, to Jordan. I, I don't think we're going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> I don't want to get into that tonight, but, uh, no, it, it is interesting. It is interesting to see where he's, he's going to be headed here in the next two, three years when he's still at the very end of his prime. Um, what do you guys expect from LeBron this year uh, with, with how many miles he's got on him, with, with the short turnaround uh, you know, from, from October? Johnny, what do, you, what do you expect out of LeBron this year? Do you think we're going to see kind of you what we know, saw you know, last I, year, I which mean, was – oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I would say I, I, think, I, I think Trent makes a good point. I don't know, you know, with minutes played, I, I expect him to play – every game that he is healthy enough to play in. Um, I think he said at the beginning of last season that if he's healthy enough to play, he's going to play. I, I still see that, and I think he's, you know, he's obviously looking at the uh, towards the end of his career, so I think he's going to um, play in as much as he can. Um, I, I would think they're going, going to uh, manage his minutes a little bit more, so you could see when he's out on the floor, he'll, you know, they might utilize him a little bit more but playing maybe less minutes on a nightly basis. But it'll be interesting to see because at some point, I mean, Father Time ends up winning, and it, it's got to eventually catch up with LeBron. I mean, he seems to be, you know, this the, the, that he's defying that even at the uh, the age that he currently is. But I, I think there'll be some, but I I don't know. I, I, I kind of see where Trent's coming from there, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. If uh, if he ends up playing quite a bit, yeah, I see both sides. I mean, I don't I don't think it's in LeBron's DNA to load manage. I think he's actually said this in the last year or so that he'll he said he'll rest when he's dead. And uh, you know, based I was shocked at how well he played last year, how many minutes he played, and uh, but I also think you know they don't need to win the regular season this year. They they need him for uh, May and June. Um, so, yes. I, I, you know, and I think based off of some of their offseason moves, which we'll get to here shortly, I think they're going to be able to do that. They'll be in a situation to do that with, with kind of some of their acquisitions. Um, guys, I want to kind of get into that with that super short offseason that I, we kind of alluded to. Um, and I kind of want to we'll start with who you guys thought ha- had the best offseason. Um 
uh, you know, maybe a team or two that you liked what they did, in, at least in the draft or in free agency. I had Atlanta as one of my two teams that I thought made themselves a lot better. Uh, you mentioned Rondo. I think his, his leadership and, uh, you know, just sort of his mentality uh, is going to help that team. You know, they also added uh, uh, Gallinari um, from OKC and Bogdanovich, uh, Chris Dunn as well. Um, I, I think they're going to contend for a playoff spot um, based off of just building around Trey Young, John Collins, um, you know, some of those young guys that they already have. I, I like what they did as well. Um, so it'd be exciting to see what Trey Young becomes with maybe a guy that can sort of show him a path. And I know they're completely different players, but um, Rondo was really good in the finals. And you could argue, I don't know if they, if, if they win the series without Rondo, they might, but um, that was, he, he played really well. And I was, I was kind of surprised. Um, Johnny, what, what about you? Who, who did you like? Yeah, I mean, those those two teams, I think, were at the forefront there. I mean, the Lakers re-signing AD and LeBron and getting Gasol and uh, Montrez Harrell, who's going to be just a tremendous um, addition to that uh, to that bench there, as well as uh, Dennis Schrader. Um, Atlanta, like you talked about, one team um, I'm I'm pretty um, uh, intrigued at is is the Boston Celtics and what they did. Um, they you know getting Jeff Teague as their backup point guard. Um, I think he's definitely going to be an upgrade um, for that. And then um, they did add, I believe they had Tristan Thompson, uh, established big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I think he's kind of an underrated player because he, he serves that good role uh, you know, where he doesn't have to have the ball. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's not a bad thing with the, uh, with the addition by subtraction. I mean, you, having all the offensive scores – that they've got, and um, um, you know when they they let uh, um, Hayward go to the Gordon Hayward go to the uh, Char- Charlotte Hornets. There, he he served a right. purpose in, in in what he did in in his role. I mean, he was a good passer, good facilitator. He could score buckets and everything like that. But with the guys that they've got on that team, with Samuels and uh, um, goodness, I can't even think of who else is on their roster here. Um, Marcus Smart and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, the good scores that they've got, he he almost didn't really fit for the money that he was making there. So I'm pretty big on the Boston Celtics as far as what they did with this offseason. And, and um, I, you know, I think we're going to end up seeing them make a run in the East. I, I kind of agree about the Celtics as far as Hayward. I don't, I don't think I, I never thought, he I never felt like he got his his ground under him there. You know, we know what happened mm-hmm. uh, with his injury, but even when he came back, he kept getting hurt, and then it kind of just fell out of uh, kind of the mix there. And, and you know, with with Kemba and Tatum and you know, Jalen Brown, it just didn't find a role there. So, you know, Charlotte kind of had to make that move. They had to make a splash and overpay for for someone like that, but. Um, I, I also agree with you about the Lakers. I love the Schrader move. That's probably my favorite move of the offseason because not mm-hmm. only can this guy score, I mean, I think he averaged 17 or 18 a game last year, uh, kind of under the radar. He can handle the ball. He can take the load off of LeBron a little bit as far as that goes. I think the pick and roll with him and, and, and Harrell is going to be kind of sick to watch. And uh, uh Adding Gasol, you know, he's not going to play a ton of minutes, but in the playoffs, I think his defensive ability is going to be huge. Um, they replaced Danny Green with uh, Wesley Matthews. You know, I think that's pretty much a, 
a one-for-one one kind of exchange there. Um, so yeah. I love what the Lakers did. I think they upgraded their bench, and I think they got a little deeper, and uh, I think they're going to take a little bit of the pressure off LeBron. Let's talk about the let's talk about let's talk about the Pistons for a second. Um, Johnny, do you want you just want to take that? I I can take it. I'm not sure where I want to go with it. Um, I mean, they've got what 36 centers on the roster now. I mean, they've they. They, their first free agent signing was was Plumley, you know, who is a solid backup player. But to get the money that they, you know, with, with uh, that they gave him, and and not really going after, you know, shooters after guys who can, you know, create buckets and everything. They were just they acquired center after center after center is what it seemed like. And then, um, you know, it was like, all right, I'm not quite sure where we're going with this and how we're going to construct this roster. Because they, they made some trades to get younger and to get draft picks. He actually had uh, Troy Weaver, who used to be the GM of the uh, OKC Thunder, um, made some really, really, really good draft day uh, um, acquisitions there to get these draft picks and then decided that, uh, uh, you know, between Plumley and uh, Jalil Okafor – and um, I didn't even know he was in the league anymore. I didn't either. I, I was I was like, okay, that's the, the, you know that's kind of cool, but I mean, then they get then the big free agent signing with uh, with Jeremy Grant, um, which I mean that was you know, twenty million dollars a year for three years, and it's like I I don't know where what they're trying to do with this this kind of stuff, yeah. and I don't think they were going to be that good anyways, but they they, they kind of secured that you know that that top two or three draft pick for next season, and it's you know they're going to be kind of tough to watch. I think. I I actually liked their draft, um, kind mm-hmm. of on its own, but free agency was was just a almost a historic train wreck. I, they let Christian Wood walk, who. It was becoming a really good player, and yep. the Rockets took him, and they didn't even pay him that much. Like you said, they overpaid Plumley. Okafor, I thought, I didn't even know he was around anymore. Uh, Jeremy Grant, they overpaid for. I, you could argue that's not awful, um, but he's probably a four, like your fourth best player on a good team. That's probably what he was for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know what's going on with Blake. I don't know if they're trading him. I don't know what their what the plan is. I guess I just don't know what the plan is with the team at all. I don't know if they're trying to rebuild or they're trying to make you know trying to get the eight seed. Um, but it was, well, was it was yeah, kind that of, was the question because yeah they I mean they they drafted Sadiq Bay of Villanova, uh, who was a really really good draft pick there, and their Killian Hayes was their first pick uh, as point guard, and then Isaiah Stewart, who's kind of a defensive you know like a Ben Wallace type guy uh, undersized center with toughness and you're thinking okay this is this is going pretty good here and then and then free agency hit and it was like you know waiting for the dust to settle and it just never settled and I don't know what the plan is and I don't I don't see a really good starting five or even a top eight rotation where you're like yeah this team could win you know you know compete against you know the better teams in the east so I, I I'm having you know it just it shows me that I think they're still a few years out and they're just they're gonna keep keep being pretty bad until then I guess. Did you have anyone else on your list of of teams that got a lot worse? Um, you know, the Clippers didn't do themselves any favors. Um, I know they signed Ibaka, but I, losing Harrell's 
uh, pretty significant. And I just, I don't know, you know, with having your best player, who's the best player probably in the league, you know, Kawhi Leonard, he may only play 45, 50 games. He's never going to play a back-to-back. And anytime that he's he's slightly banged up, um, he's not going to play. So I, I think they needed additional help for that team, especially with how good the Lakers got in the off season and and I don't think they did that and one other thing is I don't know if they're worse but uh the Milwaukee Bucks not getting Bogdanovich yes. um from Sacramento who they were looking at uh, uh doing a sign of trade with I think they got what DJ Augustine and uh Bryn Forbes two guys that you know are, are right. bad role players at best I think well um and and Johnny I want to kind of follow up on the Milwaukee situation kind of kind of talk about Giannis for a second too there um you know they made the big trade for Drew Holiday you know they traded uh, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill um but they also traded two future first rounders and that is a lot that is a lot to give up for Drew Holiday who is 30 years old um he's a really good player and from all accounts a really good leader he's a great defender um but that's a lot to give up for a guy that I don't know is a superstar in this league. I'm just wondering if now with this contract and they've sort of mortgaged a little bit of their future way for holiday, what they're going to be able to build around him. I mean, this almost feels a little bit like LeBron in Cleveland. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking is this seems like it's, it's LeBron in Cleveland 2.0 where they're just going to get those, those same kind of dudes that, you know, are okay. And they fill roles, but it just whether he'll be, he's going to have to almost single-handedly, like LeBron, you know, take take over games and playoff series, and and I don't know if if Giannis is that type of that type of player. I mean, we'll see, but and, I, I just uh, I I don't know if there's you know I I I think he probably if he wanted to really win he probably should have hit the free agent market and you know taken a little bit less money. Um, this this you know this coming summer and saw what other options are available. Oh man, I was I I did envision him with the Mavericks, him and Luca. I mean, my God, that would oh have been that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. We'll see if they can get to the finals this year. Um. With this team, I I don't love Chris Middleton as my second best player. And maybe he's not anymore since I got Holiday. Um, but I just don't know if this team has enough to get out of the East. Um, uh, we'll see. Um, Johnny, you think you think we'll see more star players taking more games off? Yeah, I, I think it is. And, and I'm not sure if they're going to compress the schedule because they're playing, you know, they're playing about 10 to 12 less games. But I, I think that uh, you got to think that they're going to rest some of these guys, at least at the start. And, and you look at a team like, you know, like the Lakers that, that probably still have a little bit of that that uh, championship hangover um, from just the short off season. Um, new guys on the roster. Um, it's going to take a while for teams like that, for for teams like those uh, teams that went deep to 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 mesh because there's really not been much of an off season. They're only getting a few games, a uh, pre- few preseason games plus, um, you know plus a little bit of practice time, and that's about it. So I think betting-wise, you're going to have to be really, really careful um, looking at these early season matchups, and you've really got to do your research before placing these bets and looking to see who's starting, try to find out from the writers 
um, who are talking to the coaches on how much they're expecting these guys to play because that could end up making the difference between, um, you know, a guy playing, you know, a superstar playing 25 minutes versus, you know, 38 minutes, and that could make the difference between an over-under over or, you know, uh, covering a spread. Johnny, who else Who else do you like for over-under? Okay, I'm going to give a, a, a few here. One, one team I do like on the over is the Phoenix Suns. 37 and a half wins, um, add, adding uh, um, Chris Paul. I think that team is going to be pretty good, and they're going to win some games. Um, they're uh, they're in the West, so that's it's you know it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. But I even do like them to make the playoffs this year as the eighth seed, maybe seventh seed. So I'm going to take them over the 37 and a half. I'm also going to take the um, the Chicago Bulls over 28 and a half. I think that number seems a little bit low, and um, you know they've just just got uh, uh, Billy Donovan as the coach. Uh, what he did in Oklahoma City was was really really good the last couple of years, and the East is weak, and they're gonna they're gonna beat up on some teams, and and I think they can win thirty games. Um, one under that I I will take, and we have talked about, is the Houston Rockets. Um, I mean James Harden, whether he's gonna be playing for him. You know, in a week, two weeks, three weeks, something like that is definitely in question. And I think that uh, him taking thirty to forty shots a game, um, they're 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 going to lose some games there. And at thirty-five and a half uh, as their win total, I'm going to hit the under on that one. I actually already did bet that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with most of those. Um, I've also got the Mavericks over forty-two and a half. I think we're going to see uh, we're going to see you know, Luca. I know he kind of showed up a little bit out of shape as well. It looked like, um, but he's going to have a huge year. I like the team around him. Um, uh, you know, Porzingis is back, and I think he's he's as healthy as he's been in a while. So watching those two play together, I could see them winning forty five games. I actually like the Pacers over thirty seven and a half because. This is still a solid team. They're probably going to be the four or five seed again, and I think they'll probably win about forty games. Uh, kind of moving this along, guys. The the uh, the finals odds. I was looking at them today, and you know, I kind of I kind of just put ten teams on my list. It goes from the Lakers at plus two seventy to win the title, um, all the way down to the Sixers, the Raptors, the Mavs. They're all at plus twenty two hundred. Um, I mean, realistically, are we talking about eight to ten teams that could really, really win the title? I mean, it's a, it's a huge jump for a team like the Mavs to go from like the conference semis to winning the title, but it's not inconceivable. Luca's he's a true superstar; he's a future MVP. I also like the Sixers too. I I, I was talking to Johnny about this earlier today that I love what they did in the off season. I like the Danny Green pickup. They got Seth Curry. They got more floor spacers. They need less guys that can that congest the middle of the, the floor because Embiid and Simmons uh, that's where they operate. And they need just more shooters around them. And uh, you know, Shake Milton coming off the bench. Uh, Corkmats is a, a pretty good shooter. I like where that that team is now, and they got a much better coach in Doc Rivers. Um, and I think Embiid's going to be a monster this year. Johnny, finals odds, is there anyone that you like as far as the value is concerned? Yeah, I'm going to uh, – I talked about it earlier. Um, I, I do like the Boston Celtics at plus 2,200. I think they'll win that division. I've actually bet them to win the division uh, at plus 250. 
I have also bet them to uh, win the East. Uh, I think they they can make a run there. Um, you know, well coached. Maybe their next step is to get to the finals there. And at plus 2200, that's pretty good value. Like the Sixers, and I do agree with everything you said about the Sixers. I think it's easy to look at the Lakers on this, their offseason and everything. I see absolutely zero value at plus 270. I, I think there is a legit chance that they do not win the championship, and that's that's too short of odds to, to, to lose that much money and not get that much of a payoff. Um, as far as an NBA champion there, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Celtics and Sixers as my two preseason um, uh, NBA champion bets. I, uh, I mean, I, for the number, you, you got to kind of mm-hmm. you, you like that because both have the talent and they have superstars with you know Tatum and the Celtics and, and obviously Embiid yep. and Simmons. Um, Two teams that made a huge splash in the bubble were the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Both are at plus 1,600. I, I love I love Eric Spolstra. I think he's a top three coach in the league, and obviously we talked about how good Jimmy Butler was. And they got a lot of good young talent around them as well. Um, be interested to see how they follow that up. Uh, this number, I, I, was, I was floored when I saw this. The Nets are plus 600 to win the NBA championship. Um, gosh, that feels like just so overvalued based on on the name. Am I right here, Johnny? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Don't don't touch the Nets right now. I mean, if you if you like the Nets, wait wait two months. I mean, I, you know they're gonna they're gonna struggle. I think uh, like Trent said, and I which I, I agree we all agreed with that they're gonna struggle. They're gonna lose some games, and I mean. Kevin Durant, though, once he gets, you know, kind of his basketball legs underneath him and and if you got Kyrie, you know, acting like 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 a decent, you know, teammate and everything, I think they'll make a run. And you could probably – they're probably going to eventually get over plus 1,000. They're probably going to be plus 1,200, maybe even plus 1,500 at some point. But don't touch them right now. The, the Steve Nash uh... – you know, signing as coach is going to be fun to watch. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Durant, Kyrie, but they got some you know good players. Spencer Dinwiddie is a really underrated yep. player. Um, you know, I really like Joe Harris. Is kind of your fourth or fifth best player. So this team is going to be good. I just it's 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 a lot to say they have a the third best chance to win the title when we haven't even seen this group touch the floor yet. Yeah. Um, gotten to the one that I'm I'm really interested in. That's the MVP. Um, I wrote down. 10 names um not going to talk about all of them but you start at at the favorite with uh, Luka Doncic at plus 410 Giannis is right behind him at plus 480 uh Anthony Davis is 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 there at plus 850 great value at at, at plus 850 as well um he's got to win an MVP in his career at some point doesn't he Johnny yeah I I agree with I mean that's good that's good call by Trent there at plus 850 that's pretty good odds too I mean that's that's pretty solid. He's, you know, the third guy on the list there, and you know, he's. It's just, it's probably a matter of time, and and uh, he was definitely showing that dominance last year, and, and I, I've already bet him. Um, I think uh, he's going to be one of the guys who who I expect to have just an absolutely monster season. Between Luca and Giannis, the top two, it's it's pretty close as far as the betting favorite. Uh, 
Johnny, who's more likely to win the MVP between the two? Luca getting his first or Giannis getting his third in a row? <laughs> um, I I think it's, it would be Luka Doncic. Um, not necessarily because he's the better player or has the better season, but you look at voter fatigue, uh, Giannis win the last two years. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of times these awards are are excelling you know, better than expectations and Giannis is expected to be the best and, and Luca um at the you know second half of last season into the bubble there played really, really well and I think he's kind of the, that that sexy pick for for everybody and um I don't know if I'm gonna bet either one of them at uh, under plus five hundred, but if I do I'm definitely voting uh, or I'm definitely betting Luca on this one. There is such a thing as voter fatigue as well. Two oh. names that I circled on this list, and and yeah. as as Johnny knows, I like to go down the board on these just just for the value. Uh, Kevin Durant at plus thirteen hundred. Um, I don't th- I don't think he's going to come back from a torn Achilles and win the MVP, but that's a pretty long number for a guy that's probably going to put up twenty five and you know seven and five something like that if he's healthy, and. Uh, my favorite bet on the board is Joel Embiid at plus three thousand. I mean, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't put up twenty eight and thirteen and lead this team to maybe the one seed in the East. And if he does that, I think he's got a shot. I'm betting him tonight, um, and I just I think that's such a long number for a guy with his talent. I think I also want him to be good. I want. I'm not, I mean, he's got he's kind of a fun, you know, personality, and uh, you know he's. You know, he's on Twitter, and I, I want those guys to kind of – I want him to take the next step in his career, and that's having a huge season where he plays most of the games and he you know, he doesn't miss 15 games because of a foot injury or a knee or whatever. Um, <clears throat> Johnny, anyone else on the board? I mean, Damian Lillard, maybe. Uh, decent number. When when he's when he's in that zone, I mean, he's, he's as good as – he's as good as – anyone and as dominant you know in the guard position as anybody i mean is that really likely though you know probably not uh, i do like that Embiid. um the the thinking behind that actually having a, a pretty good head coach behind behind him and plus three thousand that's that's pretty tasty odds there um when you get when you get beyond that it's it's a, tr- a true yeah. flyer i i i don't really I don't really see anybody I, I, I love, but uh, I think you're kind of you got to kind of zero in on those top twelve to fifteen guys, and that is the absolute max for this award. Yep, I mean, you're going to see in future years guys like John Morant and Zion really, you know, kind of come up the board here um, as they get more experience. But you know, right now you can't consider them yet. Appreciate you guys being on, uh, talking the NBA and. We start the season next week, uh, so we'll have to kind of have to get you guys on. We can kind of talk about specific games when the games start. Yep. Thanks for having us, and cannot wait for the season to start. Christmas is coming a couple of days early. Your best bet pod on Instagram. We uh, I'm going to get these these picks up over the weekend, and uh, we can kind of follow follow our picks throughout the year. Um, uh, don't take these uh, too seriously. We're uh, trying to project out as best we can here. Um, so, again, thanks for listening. Um, another episode. We'll have a couple episodes next week during Christmas week. So tune in then and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks. Thanks.